you believe in miracles? Whether you do or not, stay tuned as we talk about some miracle stories from the gospel that tell us about God's love. I'm John Chemetek, a deacon in the Episcopal Diocese of Maryland. And I'm Lauren Welch, a deacon in the Episcopal Diocese of Maryland. Welcome to Powerful Love, the Healing Miracles of Jesus. In this series, we are going to take and look at some passages of the gospel and see what clues they might give us about love, miracles, and healing. That healing that comes from love that the divine has, the divine one has for each one of us and that we can have for one another and for ourselves. Today's episode is about a blind man, but before, before we start, John, will you open us with prayer? Yes, of course. Let us pray. O oh God, the source of all health, so fill our hearts with faith in your love that with calm expectancy, we may make room for your power to possess us and gracefully accept your healing. Amen. So today's gospel reading is from Mark 8, chapter 8, verses 22 through 26. Again, this is from the Message Bible. They arrived at Bethesda. Some people brought a sightless man and begged Jesus to give him a healing touch. Taking him by the hand, he led him out of the village. He put spit in the man's eyes, laid hands on him, and asked, Do you see anything? He looked up. I see men. They look like walking trees. So... Jesus laid hands on his eyes again. The man looked hard and realized he had recovered perfectly. So everything bright, 2020 focus. Jesus sent him straight home telling him, don't enter the village. So we're going to have three questions as we always do for each of our Bible passages. I'm going to ask the first question. Laura and I are going to talk a little bit about it, but we want you to think about these questions for yourself. Question one, what does this story tell us about healing? What does this story tell us about healing? Well, one of the first things it tells me about healing is that healing doesn't happen all the time, all at once. It's not instantaneously. Um, I'm thinking of chemotherapy, where you have to have multiple uh, dosages of the, of the chemo, or physical therapy, when you need physical therapy, you go six, ten times um, it, before the healing actually happens. Um, the 12-step program is a lifelong healing, so that um, this... Uh, man who, who could only see trees. It took him a while before his, his um, healing came in, his eyesight came in to focus. Um, and I love this, this, past, this translation of the Bible. He had 20-20 focus. How about you, John? Yeah, I, I think that's one of the key messages in this passage is that uh, 
healing can happen in stages. I think for myself, I'm very impatient. Uh, and so it's very difficult to really think about being uh, waiting and being patient enough to allow the healing process to happen. But the other, the other piece that I thought was really uh, interesting is that uh, man actually had to do something to Jesus said, "Well, kind of look again," and the translation, this translation said, "He looked hard." Mm -hmm. He looked hard. So you have to really kind of uh, there's there's something that's up to us too. We can't. We're not really passive agents of God's love and God's healing. We actually are. Open, we need to be open to receiving uh, those kinds of uh, those kinds of healing uh, messages. So uh, I think uh, the fact that he had to do something mm -hmm. and not just wait, but he had to kind of really squint his eyes or whatever, and suddenly he could see everything. That's right. He 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 had to do something. I'm also struck um, in this passage, along with two of the other passages that we have used so far, is that. A group of people brought this man to Jesus. So it takes community. However, that community interacts with the person before and then after the healing, because this man is seeing, maybe for the first time, and he's gonna need help going back. So it, it takes community. And isn't it remarkable that in those days, if someone were had an infirmity, an illness of any sort, they were really considered to be ritually unclean mm -hmm. and not deserving of God's grace. Mm -hmm. And people tend to isolate themselves. But in these cases, the community did gather together and and brought him. And it, it's, that's, a, that's a really key message here as well. So just stressing the importance of community. I'm not talking necessarily just about church. I'm talking about people being in relationship to one another. Right. Our other favorite theme, I think, one of Right. Well, so, maybe we should move on to the next question. The second question is, what does the story, this story remind you of in your own life? Yeah, I, I think that it reminds me of my own recovery from a very uh, significant uh, uh, neck surgery. Mm. And again, it's kind of back to being uh, impatient about it, but it was one of these things where over the course of time of several months was I able to regain the use of my arm, which had been completely paralyzed uh, all at one, at one time. And it was in stages, and it's kind of like I'm seeing with so many people that are uh, getting better or being healed of something, that each day there's some process, some progress rather being made. And so I think that's kind of the thing that it reminded me of it. Uh, again, these healings happen over the course of time, and um, just to be thankful each day for any glimmer of hope, any glimmer of healing that's really um, that's really happening for you. How about you, Lauren? Um, this, John, with with your instance, the same thing with with me. I had uh, a problem with my hip and had to uh, go to uh, physical therapy. And I wanted the physical therapy done in you know, maybe two, two times. It, it wouldn't take too long. It wasn't that bad, right? Well, after the eighth time, <laughs> hmm. I still needed more. And I, so I, I, I did have to learn to be patient. And I, I wasn't very patient. Um, 
I, I mean, I really, I, I would go home and I would work really hard, but sometimes when you try to do more than you can do, <laughs> you have to go back and you have to, you have to do more. So learning uh, to be patient, I think was uh, something, uh, learning to be patient is something that's very difficult for me to do. Mm. Uh, but um, yes, uh, it takes time to, it takes time to heal. Our bodies, our bodies know how to heal themselves, but we we have to give our bodies time to do that. True, very true. So should we move on to the to, third question? Yes, let's yeah. move on to okay. the third. And so, that is, what would you imagine your reaction would be to being healed? Hmm. I am grateful when I am healed. I think we have said this um, almost every time we uh, uh, talked about being um, uh, what what we would be what we would feel like after uh, being healed. But the the gratefulness for just having my body back to back to normal, back to what I I would want it to be. Uh, I am. Um, it's the um, be, being grateful for the healing. Hmm. Yeah, I, th I think my my reaction, obviously, yes. Once you reach a point that you're happy with the outcome, right, you yes. say yes, I'm grateful. My, I I think my uh, uh, reaction stages along the way. I mean, I don't know how this <laughs> man felt, but uh, you know, if I if I thought the people were trees walking. And that's the best I could do. I, I kind of, I'd be a little bit disappointed. I'd say, wait a minute, God, what are you doing here? God, I need to be. I want to have complete healing. I want to have everything in focus. And you know, it's just kind of like the big. Again, it's sort of a metaphor. I think these healings are metaphors for something. And when we're unfocused, um, that is that's kind of a, a pretty significant uh, uh, sickness. And I think as things come into focus, if you're looking for purpose in your life, uh, if you're trying to make some sort of discern, some sort of decision about what you're meant to do, um, as that comes into sharper focus, that, that could be very, very exciting and life-giving. So I think that would be kind of another sense I'd have if I were thinking about the focus aspect of this. That's true, John. <clears throat> and to be at and to be grateful for each step in that in that focus, even though it might not be as clear, especially if it's a d decision on, well, for my for myself, what am I going to do in retirement? Mm. And that's not coming into clear focus <laughs> anytime soon, I don't think. However, there are moments there are moments where there is clarity for a for a while, and I know that. That is very um, uh, he healing and hopeful for me. So it's it steps along the way that I think gives gives us hope that that complete healing will happen or complete uh, what we're looking forward to in the future will happen. So I guess people looking like trees walking is better than not being able to see at all. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's, that's, there's a message in there for us too. Thanks for listening and watching. Please take a moment to share your comments, sh likes, or shares. You can find us on listeningforclues.com for our 
complete selection of video and audio-only podcasts. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, peace and blessing. But before we go, John, will you offer a prayer? Yes, of course. Let us pray. God, our healer, keep us aware of your presence. Support us with your power. Comfort us with your protection. Give us strength and create in us your love and peace. Amen. Amen.